Hello, my friends, and welcome to the podcast. It's been a while since I put out a podcast. Yeah, yeah, it's been a couple of months. I think the last one I put out was in December. There was a lot of shit happening in the motherfucking world at that time, in my life and in the news. And honestly, there was just so much goddamn Donald Trump shit happening, and I wanted to say something intelligent and clever and contribute to the conversation. Cause I'm all about conversation But there was just too much shit going on And I feel like Donald Trump is just on my fucking newsfeed And on my motherfucking Twitter And on my motherfucking podcasts all the time And I was like overwhelmed with that shit And so I didn't want to talk about it No, I didn't want to talk about it But I had to talk about it I was having lots of conversations in my actual life In fact, there was a podcast we recorded on the actual night that Donald Trump got elected. It was a cool podcast, but I'm gonna not put it out for a while because the moment has passed. And I think it'll be cool to put out in a couple of years, maybe at the end of his term. Anyway, I'm fucking back now and I'm not trying to make a super big re-entrance into the podcast game Cause no one fucking cares when I fucking put these out And I make arbitrary deadlines for myself So if you're wondering where I've been I've been nowhere, baby, I've been nowhere I've just been doing the same shit that I do I've been making music and going to school And trying to find love and finding love And then being like, well, this is okay And then continuing on with my friends and going on hikes and other things and I started on antidepressants back in December it's been a pretty positive change I don't get as depressed anymore but I still get a little depressed and I was gonna wait until I started feeling super good to do this podcast intro to update you guys on my life so I could be like, what's up? I'm the evolved version of myself, but I'm still struggling, I'm still struggling, baby. What's up, guys? Welcome to Happy Sad Talk Thing. Um, it's three in the morning, and uh, I'm sitting in my apartment. Um, and I haven't put out a podcast in a while and I was like you know what I was lying in my bed and I was thinking if I don't put out the podcast right fucking now it's just going to be another six months without me doing it because I've been saying like I, I make these little to-do lists you know um, on flashcards and they're just constantly unfinished and I'm constantly adding to them <laughs> I've had like put out a podcast for so long <laughs> but um Anyways, so if you're listening to this and and if you were uh, wanting to hear new episodes, I apologize. Um, we do have a great back catalog that you can check out on SoundCloud or iTunes. Um, and if you could, if you could give us like a, a rating on iTunes, it's super, super helpful. It helps other people find the podcast. Um, just helps spread the conversation around. Um, anyways... It had just it's just been a while, you guys. <laughs> and I can't update you on my whole life right now. <laughs> but I'm doing good. I'm doing pretty good. Uh it's halfway through the semester ish and I'm I'm very exhausted. I, I kinda get into my exhaustion and my 
heart fatigue in this episode, um, which is a really cool episode I did with Newton Garner. And we sort of talk about, um, talk about a lot of things, man. We talk about just (sighs) spending your time, you know, like we talk about kind of the meaning of life a little bit, (laughs) talk about political correctness, political action. Um, and Newton shares a lot of his really beautiful poetry with us. Um, this has been a podcast I've been trying to do for a while because Newton's a fascinating guy. Um, and we took a poetry class together with David St. John, who appears on an earlier episode of this podcast. So if you're uh, curious to hear that one to help understand this conversation a little better, I highly recommend it. Um, anyways, Newton's an incredible poet and uh, just an incredible thinker. And so it's just a super rad dude to talk to. <laughs> So, anyways, that's it, you guys. I hope you guys are doing well, too. I hope you guys are hanging in there. I'm doing okay. Uh, Don't worry about me. I like to sound melodramatic in my little intro songs, but... (laughs) Yeah, no, I did did start on antidepressants, and uh, I have been kind of enjoying um, talking about it, you know, with with friends and family and stuff, and kind of being open and trying to, uh, you know... defeat the stigma a kind of of like mental health issue stuff and um you know conversation's always good but i've i've also been trying to not (laughs) obsess about it and like okay like i have depression i'm not i am not depression you know um so if you struggle with depression or anxiety you know like these are these are parts of you you know they don't they don't define you you know like i'm still (laughs) <laughs> I'm still macking. I'm still this silly fucking bitch <laughs> that laughs at his own jokes on his fucking podcast. Um, anyways, much love, uh, friends. I started this podcast about a year ago. Um, I don't want to say this is the one year anniversary because this is way too fucking informal. Maybe we'll do a live one or something. Anyways, you sons of bitches. Um, Take care of yourselves, God damn it! There's too much happening. There's too much happening. You have to go to bed. This is a long fight. <laughs> Whatever fight you're fighting is is a long fight, <laughs> and you need to fucking get your get your strength together. So go to bed and uh, fucking <laughs> eat a good meal and uh, tell someone that you love that you love them. That's all. Here we go. Time for the motherfucking podcast. But first, some quick sponsorships. This podcast is brought to you by, just fucking kidding, no one sponsors me. This is fucking DIY punk rock fucking people to the people, man. If anyone wants to sponsor this podcast and give me money to do this, just like, please, just Venmo me. (laughs) Just Venmo me. (laughs) with something you want me to say on this podcast and i'll say it if you're a company if you're an individual anything kickstarter here we go love you guys glad to be back i'm going to be doing this a lot more i have i have uh six or seven of these recorded um that i just haven't been putting out because i've been too lazy to do this intro can you believe it too lazy to (laughs) to put in this minimal effort (laughs) to just sit here and ramble this was too overwhelming for me (laughs) all right all right all right all right fine i'll play the fucking episode here we go Happy sad talking. Happy sad talking. 
super like just super wiped out you know yeah and I feel like I'm having too many conversations about like how wiped out I am with everybody you know like I'm not living I'm in this like weird meta space where I'm just sort of like having conversations about like how it's going all the time (laughs) as opposed to like living my actual life you know I I read this comic the other day that was like uh, all the dialogue was how's it going fine you and it's like it follows a dude, a kid, from his birth, all the way up until the moment he's on his deathbed. And the last word, the last conversation he has is, "How are you doing? Fine, you." Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Are these? Is it recording? Now? Yeah, we're live? going for it. We're not live. We're okay. Not live. It's going. It's going in, you know. Uh, do you have like a introduction you do? Is no. Okay this, just... Please, yeah. yeah, go for it. Uh. I don't know. Oh, would you rather have a stand? I can get a mic stand for yeah, you if you'd be more comfortable. Just like yeah. to keep things no, manageable. Do you watch the like Nardwar interviews? I fucking love Nardwar so yeah. much. He's definitely like a hero of mine. Yeah, I love Nardwar. But I always think of like when he has like the mic right up in the face, you know? <laughs> yeah, I want to yeah. talk to Nardwar so much because like like he's like is he a troll no <laughs> you know, no like, he's he's hella genuine but like he's so genuine but the, like have you seen like the henry rollins ones yeah where he was or, just aggressive towards him yeah talking about how he stinks yeah it's just super interesting to me yeah i fell down a hole of like looking up how nardwar smells because i watched like uh the <laughs> yeah i looked up the eric andre interview which was like oh, very, I seen that one. yeah. It's 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 very uh, what's the word? Adversarial. Like he kept trying to take over the interview and find out more about Nardwar and like from that interview, that's the most I've ever learned about him, because he like forced Nardwar to like answer questions to uh, like continue the interview. Yeah. But he he talked about uh, how Nardwar smelled. And like, I mean, just looking at the dude, yeah. you kind of get, you got, he, he looks like he's got that musty old man smell, you know, like <laughs> yeah. he just walks into the room and just you like, like old plaid. Yeah. Clothes. Yeah. You like, you smell mothballs on him. <laughs> Maybe like, it makes sense that he lived with his mom. Yeah. Like, yeah. But he's still a really cool dude. But yeah. after that, I just like, I found to like a hole of like watching people react to how Nardwar smells when he ever, whenever he like lifts his arm right. to like. Bring oh, up the mic. Shit. Yeah. I bet that's a whole thing. And that took me to the Henry Rollins interviews, like the first mm. one he did, and then the one in like two thousand six or two thousand eight or something like that. And he was a lo- he was way more restrained and polite. And it was wasn't just because of, it was definitely because of age and maturity and looking back on right. how much of a dick he was, but mm. he said something to the the effect of like, I'm glad you flossed today or Nardwar brought it up. Oh really? Yeah, it was t- intensely awkward, but yeah. oh shit. Hey uh, man, yeah, there are certain like he's just. I don't understand like who he is or how he came to be. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and like how he's like pretty in the hip hop community. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. Know? And he just like brings people gifts and like 
It's great. I just like, wonder what he's like, you know? Yeah. Like, right after the interview, just like, ah. Oh. <laughs> like, you know? But that's got to be all he does is, like, stay at home and then do interviews and research. Yeah. Like, he's super I, tuned in. Yeah. I would, I mean, I would like to do an interview with him if I ever got the chance. Yeah, me too. That's, like, a big if. But, <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, the thing I'd be most afraid about is, like, I just, so much, he just, he could bring up any number of embarrassing things. He you That's know? true because he's so well informed. Yeah, it's always weird meeting people that you um, like know a lot about before, like famous people or like artists you know that you're into. Like I went to uh, see Pete Holmes last night. Yeah, it's one of my favorite comedians, and like there was like a meet and greet afterwards, and I was like so excited to meet him, you know. And it was great. Like it, he was super nice, and then we just like talked for like a little bit, and he was like super genuine, and was like nice to meet you, man. Thanks for coming to the show, and then I like left, but like. There's always that like little part of you that's like, oh, can we be best friends now? Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, especially someone that's like puts themselves out there that much. Or like, I ran into somebody at like a record store, like one of my favorite songwriters, and like I was just geeking out on him. Oh, like, who's that? Seth Avett from the Avett Brothers. Oh yeah, yeah, I know. I'm not crazy about their most recent stuff, but I'm I'm a big fan of his songwriting, and uh, yeah, I just like freaked him out, you know. And I just like put so much pressure on that moment, you know. Yeah. So I'm like. As much as I want to meet, like, so many of my favorite people, I feel like I would really just fuck it up, <laughs> Yeah, know? And I've been, like, analyzing my conversation with Pete Holmes last night, like, over and over in my head. I'm like, just a guy. <laughs> is he going to remember me? Like, yeah, exactly. Did I fuck it up forever? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like, there's so much pressure on that moment, you know? Yeah. Like, and that's the thing, too, is you don't want to overwhelm them because you don't want to seem like a dick. Like, yeah. I've, like, backed out of so many chances to talk to, like, my idols just because yeah. I'm, like... I don't want them to know who I am. I don't want them to think I'm lame. Like, yeah. uh, You're putting a lot on the line. <laughs> yeah. Like, a few years back, at uh, uh, they had a uh, a talk at SCA with uh, mm-hmm. Gennady Tartakovsky, who did, like, uh, Samurai Jack, Powerpuff Girls, all that stuff, oh, Dexter's Lab. So I sat, okay, like, you're, we're about five feet apart yeah. and this is exactly how far away from him i was yeah and i was sick as death like i was <laughs> coughing every other minute oh, and i no. was holding it back it was like that dry heaving cough you oh, know god and i'm when i'm nervous i my hands sweat profusely yeah and it wasn't made any better by the fact that i had a fever and like i was already sweating up a lot so i just like <clears throat> one of my things is i think that when you listen to someone someone or have a conversation with them, like maintaining eye contact with the person who's speaking is like a good way to maintain attention, right? Right. So I was like super like uh, locked in on them, you know? Yeah. So it's just like <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know? like I was like every little thing you're saying, like, Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> Great. Staring and, them like, down. Yeah, and I was just, like, rubbing my hands against my pants to get the sweat off and, yeah. like, coughing every few seconds. And we were, like, I was sitting in the front row. We made eye contact, like, twice, and I wanted to die, yeah. you know? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, like, I'm sure he doesn't remember that or me, but mm. that is, like, my one interaction with him was just, like, dying in the front row of yeah. my, like, childhood idol, yeah. you know? <laughs> totally. He got, like, swarmed after, and I didn't, like, make an attempt to get a picture yeah, or anything. Yeah, because you feel like... It, it just, it's weird, you know? Like, yeah. I, I have a friend who... Um, he was on this podcast, actually, and, like, he's, like, a filmmaker, and, like, we, it was at the music festival Beach Goth, which yeah, is in Orange yeah. County. Um, 
and he was just getting swarmed by people that like just wanted a picture with him, you know, and he was like very overwhelmed by it, you know, and like I hadn't mm-hmm. seen him in a couple of years and it like he seemed like uh just really stressed out and he was like you could tell he wanted to like give them something cuz like yeah. they gave a shit and that's awesome, but they like they weren't really trying to connect with him as much as they were like be on my Instagram, you yeah, know? Yeah, they just wanted him for the moment, you know? Yeah, like, and they, like, weren't looking him in the eye. They were kind of just treating him like a statue or something yeah. that they could take a picture with. And it was just, like, so strange to see him, like, try to accommodate, you know, a, someone who, like, cares about what he does, but also, like, you know, he's like, hey, I'm sorry, like, I'm trying to talk to this guy I haven't seen in a while. Like, I'm so yeah. sorry, can we just take it later? Like, super weird. And, like, I, um, Carrie Brownstein was on campus mm-hmm. last year, and, like, she for her uh she was on like a book tour or something she came and she did a talk at usc and like was talking about portlandia and sleater kenny and just like all this awesome stuff and i went uh afterwards to like try to like i was standing out behind the theater to like with some people like trying to meet her you know and she just looked so tired and exhausted because there was like a formal meet and greet for like vip people and then yeah. like, we, were, we were just trying to see if she would come out the back door Mm-hmm. And then we, like, kind of saw her, like, coming out from the other side of the building and just, like, get on a golf cart to be driven somewhere. And she looks, like, so tired, you know? Like, she yeah. was, like, really, like, not, like, being an asshole, but just, like, you know, when you're not trying to yeah. connect with people, like, you're just giving a lot, you know? And so, and then my friend, like, went, like, running up to her and, like, did the whole, like, picture thing real quick. And I, like, I was planning on, like, asking her if she wanted to do my podcast. Like, I had this big grand yeah. <laughs> plan in my head. But I just remember, like, looking at her, and, like, the guy was kind of trying to drive away, and you could see the, like, she, like, understands what it is to be a fan of something, but also, yeah. like, maybe she's really tired, or, like, you know, like, it's part she of, was, like, like half annoyed, like, half, like, oh, like, these guys need to drive me somewhere else, like, I don't know, it was just so interesting, like, so I ended up, like, not saying anything, because I was, like, she doesn't look like she wants to, you know, yeah. like, even though this is my one chance, it's, like, fucking, she just gave so much, Yeah, <laughs> you know, like. Uh, it's just weird you know i mean but i think i think you get that more as like someone who does perform you know yeah because like she's on a tour you know she's got to do like a billion other dates like this like Mm -hmm. i don't know like i've 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 always thought it was weird like when you go to a festival or like a show Mm -hmm. and like i feel like an old man saying this because like this is something you hear old comedians say like get off your damn phone just enjoy the moment but really like uh or uh, an example I heard a while ago is like, why are you taking videos of Fourth of July fireworks? It's not like you're gonna go back and like, oh yeah, that was that was fucking rad. You know? Yeah, like, look at that a little cascade of red, white, and blue. That's beautiful. Yeah, like, I mean that'd be great. Sure, yeah, enjoy the patriotic display of explosions. You know, but uh, yeah. uh, I find more and more that I don't really. I I've never been a big photo person myself. Yeah. I just hate having my picture taken. Yeah. But uh, I don't really care to capture those moments because, like, if they were, like, truly noteworthy, I feel like they stand on their own. And it's nice mm. to have the mementos a lot of the time, but right. I don't find myself revisiting them because I'm always looking forward as opposed to backwards. I think that yeah. looking back is important, but, like, uh, for me, it's more about creating new memorable moments or new moments that are special to me so yeah i don't know totally man i think nostalgia is a trap for sure and like i don't know yeah you go to a concert and like so many people are taking videos and like are you watching those videos like there's probably someone like filming it real nice yeah (laughs) like if you wanted to see it but it's tricky because like when pete holmes last night i like 
I was really wanted to not ask him for a picture because I thought yeah. that'd be cooler. Like I'll just meet him and we'll just have a moment and mm. that'll be that. But I was like, can we take a picture? <laughs> like I just yeah. really wanted a fucking picture. <laughs> you know? And I yeah. like totally fucked up on my little plan to be a cool guy. Yeah. But um. I mean, but at the end of the day, you're. It's like you're the only one who's like thinking about it. You yeah. Know? It's tricky, man, because I do love like photographs and I spend like a lot of time like looking at photographs. <laughs> you know, whether it's like on my computer or like photo albums or something. But like. Uh, yeah. It is interesting, sort of, like, the obsession with documenting things, you know? Yeah. And just, like, yeah, it goes with that, that weird sort of, like, meta existence, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, where it's, like, oh, my God, this would make a great photograph or, like, this would make a great thing to talk about. And it's, like, yeah, you know? which is interesting because I was listening to this one Alan Watts lecture and, like, he was saying that shit like back in the 60s with like newspapers and he's like it's getting to the point where people are more interested in reading the news story about the party they went to than going to the actual party and i like thought that that was such a modern issue of like social media and twitter and shit and it's just like no yeah. man people have always been like yeah it's always the conscious. same shit repackaged you yeah know? like yeah like there's uh i saw a photo where it compared like dudes and uh reading the newspaper like spread out with their foot against the wall to like people today with their phones out and it's like it's always there's always going to be this fixation on is this new media destroying our attention span or how is it affecting our attention span yeah or the way that we mediate our lives but i think uh yeah. there's like a, a weird phenomenon today where your digital presence is as if not more real than your uh your in-person presence you know mm. because like social me- like this is like kind of a this got beat to death in like the mid two thousands. Like, it's been killed over and over again. But uh, you mediate yourself through social media every day through what you like. And like, you know, when you go on Facebook and you just see what someone liked or commented on, and it feels slightly invasive because you did like you didn't plan on being a part of their like dialogue with someone else or like yeah. seeing that they liked a really dumb meme or something like that. Yeah. But there you are. You've seen it. You know, and you get mm. more of an idea about what someone is about, you know? Yeah. Like, I have a crush on this girl right now, and I, like, went on her fucking <laughs> Instagram. <laughs> it was just like, oh! Now I have this, like, huge attachment to, like, what she decided to put on Instagram. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And You're I'm like, like, oh, yeah. I'll just, like, slowly alter myself to become <laughs> that thing, you know? Uh, nah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's weird because... In the least creepy way. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, it's weird because, like, I don't know, like, we're definitely in an age where we're, like, giving a lot of information away about ourselves, you know? Mm-hmm. But it's also... I don't know what the fuck point I'm trying to make right now. to sound smart. <laughs> but it's, yeah. like, uh, I wonder if there will be, like, a reaction against, like, uh, like how... Like, I wonder if our kids would be like, well, our parents fucking Facebook Live every goddamn second of the day. Like, we're, you know... Like, if our kids are going to throw their phones away or something or, like, be, like, anti-sharing of private moments and information, you know? Yeah, I'm so torn on that topic, actually. I think about yeah. that all the time. Like, uh, I like internet art. I like to create mm. digital media, like, videos and stuff, uh, kind of interacting with that uh, nostalgia and how it's archived. Mm. But, like, I'm torn between two things. Like, 
my highly academic like impulses to say oh analog's gonna be like redefined man like (laughs) you know all this digital shit we think is digital now we're gonna change the definition of analog so it fits in there and like Mm. that's my uh douchey academic voice it's not really i don't know what that (laughs) voice is but uh like uh the other thing is like so yeah you can redefine analog you know like I think of ana- uh, I think it's more tactile now. You know, like mm. we think of analog as the like film format, like something you grip, like right. videos, cassettes, kind of that kind of thing. Oh, yeah, totally. It's a physical media, right? But ultimately, when everything moves digitally, like you're gonna have to shift the definition of words and terms. And I think that's something we constantly mm. have to think about is how terms are being redefined, and just like it happens all the time, like. Mm. Uh, I I remember all the time, like whenever new words get added to like the dictionary, people freak out. They're like, "Twerk is not a word." Uh, yeah, like twerk is a great word. It's a great, it's awesome. Yeah, uh, I don't want to talk about twerking right now, but no, I feel you, man. <laughs> like, well, yeah, people like get that. very defensive yeah. about like the languages. I'm like, it's been like we're all just making it up as we go along. Like that's what humanity's been doing for a very long time. Like it's this ever-changing nebulous thing you know yeah Those people are like bruh, bruh. Yeah. <laughs> like why get crotchety about it because like yeah. the link the language will be here long after you're dead and words fall in and out of use all the time so like yeah i think like that uh media is also going to have like a, an evolution like it is always evolving like mm. we're gonna have to rethink what it means to be analog and for mm. me i think simply uh it's not so simple but it's media that's tactile, you know, something that, and even the word tactile is going to have to be rethinked as we move into virtual reality, you know, mm. but then comes my other impulse, which is kids have it fucking dope today. Like, yeah, yo, all the stuff they have is tight. Like if I grew up with like VR, like I saw Lego Batman yesterday. How was it? It was awesome. I thought I liked it better than Lego movie. Really? Yeah. Oh, I loved Lego movie. I'm so stoked uh, to see that. I'm actually a Lego shell. You know, I'm like trying to push the Lego products right now, (laughs) but nah, it was great. And like at the end they had like another song, like I won't spoil it, but kids were in the audience like dancing to it. Yeah. And it was just like, one of the best movie going experiences I've had in recent memory. That's I walked so out the, sick. Yeah, I walked out happy. Like, I don't yeah. know. It's it's weird today. Like thinking about happiness, and then you have to think about the social context of your happiness. Mm. Whether it's selfish to be happy in such a turbulent time. That's what I've been thinking about <laughs> so much lately. Oh my god. Yeah. Like, I feel like there's, I don't, oh man, yeah, definitely. First, yes, I super agree. Like, I'm a big Adventure Time fan. And like, when I think of like, dude, what if like I was 12 and this was the show? Yeah, like like, if you grew up with, like, if I grew up with that show, that would, that would be my Samurai Jack, you know? That would be like. Hell yeah. That'd be like my Dexter's Lab. Like, I would be sitting in front of Pendleton Ward uh at some other time like yeah. just still coughing to death like <laughs> hoping he doesn't hate me you know i feel you man it's so interesting because I've, I've been into this band called pine grove lately yeah um yeah they're so good and but like the number one thing i think when i listen to them is uh damn like i wish i could go to the 17 year old version of myself and like give him this album yeah you know because yeah. it would just be the perfect record and not that like I don't enjoy it as my current self. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I would like this if I were younger. I just feel like, I don't know. It's just like 
that part of me really comes out in a really genuine, awesome way that I'm stoked on. Mm-hmm. But it was so interesting that I was like obsessed with like, oh, I missed it or something like that. Because yeah. the record came out last year. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. saying? Or like, or I wish, it's just like, like, you know, like, why can't I just like be present with the thing that I yeah. like? Like I have, I have adventure time now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I like adventure time. <laughs> why can't you interact with the media the same way, like with the same wonder you would as a kid? You exactly. Know? As and... opposed to thinking like, oh, fuck, like fucking so jealous of 17 yeah. year olds that are Pine Grove fans right now. <laughs> yeah. Like, because I think you can never get over your like, it's like a first love type of thing, you know, yeah. like. Uh, when I was like 12 or 13, I had a, I started a big ass shoegaze phase Mm -hmm. and I still really love, like, I think Loveless is one of the most perfect albums of all time. Mm. Uh, but like now I interact with like newer stuff and it's like, why can't I have the same relationship with that media as I did then? Yeah. But I think that's one of the great things, like you can access it. You still at any point. You have to like let yeah. go of like the the pretensions that you have about things. Totally. And I don't know. Like it's a weird, really weird thing to talk about uh, letting go of pretension now because mm. is it becoming unhinged in an unhinged time or like to what extent do you take that? Um, what do you it's mean? difficult. Uh, like. I don't know. Like, it's, like, enjoying media, honestly. Yeah. Like, how... As opposed to the identity that's maybe associated with it. Yeah. Because uh, I think a lot of people want to always compare. Like, I'm really into hip-hop. Like, that's my favorite genre, has been for, like, forever. Mm -hmm. And my least favorite thing is, like, uh, it's, like, uh, I hate these new rappers. They don't say anything. They just mumble their way through, and it's, like... Yo, you're being dusty as hell. Yeah. You know, like, or they, they call, like, 90s rappers dusty, like, dusty-ass rappers, you know, mm. like, Nas and shit like that. But, I don't know. Uh, people just always, I mean, the, it it's a much larger debate than just saying, oh, you just gotta enjoy it for what it is. But yeah. at the end of the day, like, isn't that what drove you to media to begin with because you enjoy it. Exactly. You know? Totally. I think as you mature, you become more interested with the narrative of things because, like, uh, your scope of comprehension, like, expands. So you're no longer thinking about things as individual objects, but how they interact with the collective history of all the objects you enjoyed in the past. And that's, like, there's a a purity to the 17-year-old you that just loved whatever band you were in because it was, like, a very direct relationship with that thing, you know, and trying to Mm -hmm. get back there as opposed to, like, I like this band because so-and-so, this girl on this Instagram likes this band. (laughs) Or, like, whoever. Or this makes me... So, like, I don't know. I've been recently, like, called pretentious by a bunch of people. (laughs) By by one person. And I'm really, like, attached to it. Is this going to become the I'm Not Pretentious podcast? (laughs) (laughs) No, it's just, like, an interesting thing because, like, I think either the pursuit of... Like, something that's highbrow, like, for highbrow's sake, or lowbrow for lowbrow's sake, like, it's all ego-based, you know what I'm saying? So, me trying to avoid being pretentious is just as egotistical as me, like, trying to be pretentious, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? Or, like, trying to be sophisticated or something, you know? So, like, me just trying to practice, like, like, I get called a hipster all the fucking time, you know? And I 
no clue what it means, but like I guess definitely I am. Sure, oh, you know, millennial was the new hipster. Exactly, yeah. and so like just trying to like embrace it and be like, okay, like I like the things that I like, you know, yeah. and if, like I, some shit that I like is like super pretentious, <laughs> you know, and some shit that I like is like super fucking lowbrow, like fart joke, like whatever, yeah. you know, and like just trying to have that direct relationship with the thing as opposed to like. This girl thinks I'm an asshole because, like, I have a tapestry on my wall. <laughs> you know? Or, like, or that I'm just, like... It's a nice tapestry. Thank you! It brings the room together. Clearly those you comments know? were stinging. Yeah. Like, shit, you gotta look at this every day. Like, it's right across from you. You're thinking yeah. about the tapestry now as you do this podcast. It's cheap. It makes the wall colorful. And it takes up a lot of space. Like, yeah. you don't have to put as many decorations there, you know? Exactly. I guess just, like reconciling my own identity has like been a quest of my life and like i don't know like i'm so insecure and i'm so concerned with like what people are thinking of me and like i just remember like going to like family reunions when i was like very young and just like having you know other family members just like rip apart like my outfit and haircut yeah. and to- whole identity and i'm like i'm 15 i'm you've had your whole life to fucking get an identity together like this is round one for me like give me a goddamn break these are the worst years of my life and you guys don't get it <laughs> yeah God. yeah exactly so just like trying to i don't know i spent like so much energy trying to like appease those opinions yeah. and like oh like what shirt do i have to wear so that like this guy thinks i'm cool you know yeah and i think that's the trap because once you start totally. caring about it yeah then you yo okay so i have lots of little dirty little secrets you know like i used to be <laughs> i used to have like shorter length hair and my hair mm. used to be parted in the middle i was like a big metalhead mm. and like some of my favorite memories were local sh- uh local hardcore shows with like yeah. shitty like hardcore bands you know i almost got like clotheslined by a 300 pound dude uh who may or may not have been a white nationalist (laughs) uh uh, that's tennessee for y'all i don't associate with any white power movements yeah uh, just for the record it's scary because like i grew up in orange county and like anaheim and like huntington beach there's like a lot of fucking neo-nazis there yeah and and i went to this one like civil war reenactment there like as a joke with my friends like such a privilege moment we were like this would be hilarious if we went <laughs> yeah. like you know and then we went and we were like oh there's a lot of people that are really into the confederacy here. oh yeah in, like a very genuine way yeah and it was just like very eye-opening to see like kids running around in confederate flag t-shirts and their parents like yeah and i was just like oh fucking shit this is not funny anymore yeah. like, i mean it's so weird because like i mean uh one of the big debates in the past decade was what does the confederate flag mean and for i grew up in tennessee you know like for a lot of people that is heritage yeah but a part of that heritage for some of them is the hatred that comes with it yeah and i think that's another thing where it's the the changing nature of symbols that you have to consider Mm. and like uh i think people are too caught up now in what is sympathetic like, people love to throw themselves behind a sympathetic cause. Yeah. But I I don't think you can always be sympathetic. Like, fuck. Like, you could be the most likable person but have your off days. You know, like, your heroes mm-hmm. you were just talking about earlier. Like, Carrie Brownstein is awesome, right? But so sick. sometimes she just wants to go home. Yeah. You know, <laughs> fucking eat chili under a blanket you know yeah pretend she's dead for a while and that's not i mean that's sympathetic to me but like i think the bigger thing the more important thing is to be empathetic you know like uh, Mm. you have to think about 
you have to understand where people are coming from to get out get at why they are in the place they are today you know Mm -hmm. and that won't always make them sympathetic yeah but that's what makes them human totally Um, man i think the symbol conversation is very interesting because like it's easy for me to say like as like a californian person who's like doesn't have any southern heritage like that that like symbol should you know that represents to me like slavery yeah and you know it's like okay i can understand like i don't know it's just tricky because you wonder like when you're trying to understand different points of view which is like super important obviously and it's not mm-hmm. happening enough these days or like so everything's like very reactionary and like yeah. there's not a lot of uh dialogue that where like the goal is understanding somebody else you know and yeah. i think that like if there were more conversations like that we would realize that we all have like more in common than we don't have in common, you know, but that's obviously also very easy for me to say. Yeah. Checking my privilege, whatever. But (laughs) fucking, um, it's hard to be like, okay, what, at at what level do we try to sympathize with people who we morally disagree with? Mm -hmm. And at what level, like, do we like stand up for what's correct? You know, because at a certain level, it's gotta be like, well, you gotta think about those plantation owners, you know, like, their whole economy runs on the slave system. So, you know, like, well, how would you feel if you ran a slave, like a plantation? You know yeah. what I'm saying? So, like, I think that sympathy card gets tricky because you're like, no, like, I think... That's just I bad. think neo-Nazis are wrong. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, you do have to draw hard lines, you know? It's hard, but then... Yeah, so I, the Confederate flag one is an interesting one. Or did you see the thing about the the swastika T-shirt? Yeah, the, US the other day. Yeah. I didn't read too much about it, which um is... A, I'm it's strange. It, that should be a big ass deal. That's, yeah, and it would be at other universities. What? Ha- what? Do you know the whole kind of story that happened? Um, there was a guy selling like a. Because I know the swastika symbol is like an adaptation from like an old Mayan symbol of peace, right? And then it was appropriated by the Nazi party. Yeah, it was. Uh, it's found in the the Hindu religion uh, and mm-hmm. Buddhism, but like even then, it's tied to like the caste system, so it still kind of embraces right. this structural like. The Aryans within, as a caste, are one of the higher classes, or uh, I'm not really sure. Right. Like, I don't want to talk beyond the scope of my understanding, but do I, yeah. even then it still perpetuates this system of, like, this Separation, class Separation, yeah. Yeah. So, I, I think the thing now is that it's, it's still bad. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. like, the symbol has evolved. Like, y- you can't, like, there are lots of ways to to reappropriate and take back things that have shifted their meaning. Yeah. Um, and rap, uh, you can see that a lot with the people who hard are or, uh, you can tell who's a racist by who thinks that in rap, they're saying the hard are, you know? Yeah. Um, but there's, it's a, it's a difficult conversation. I think, um, it is man. Cause like I was, there was watching some, like Facebook Live, um, basically what happened just for people that maybe are listening and don't know is like there was a guy yeah. selling T-shirts. Do you yeah. know the story of um, what I th- went down? I think their name was like Man Woman or something like that. Yeah, and it was or, it was like a, the T-shirt said like Friend of the Swastika or yeah, something. Yeah, it and just then, had many different swastikas on it, and like the dude has swastikas tattooed. I I don't even like know their gender identity, but uh, yeah. so, so I don't want to like overstep. But uh, they have. They have uh, tattoos of swastikas all over their body in an attempt to reclaim it as, like, mm. its original peaceful intentions. Yeah. 
But it's an interesting battle to fight. <laughs> yeah, and I think one of the harder things today is like the free speech thing. Yeah. Um. Sometimes something just crosses the line in hate speech, and yeah. you could eventually take it back. But the thing about it is that the people who are affected have to be the ones to do that. You know. Mm. That's like, that's a really beautiful point. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Uh, well, it is, man. Because, yeah. like, I don't know. Like, I, I've like in the last couple of years been like have been like trying to reclaim like a lot of like religious and Christian terminology, like for myself. You know, like growing yeah. up like a very angry atheist in oh. <laughs> Catholic yeah. school, and then like kind of you know just getting into you know spiritual stuff in the last couple of years and trying to just like like have Jesus on the background of my phone, like part partly because it's like fun to just like very subtly provoke people and just see like kind of like i don't know yeah. it's just like a it's, it's just it's a weird game that i play with people which is i try to convince people that i'm very very catholic but then like i have like friends that are, are very devoted catholics that i'll have like mm-hmm. very genuine conversations about christ with and it's like very beautiful and then i'll have other conversations with other religious people that drive me insane and are much more about yeah. like check out my opinions and and mm-hmm. whatever um so and so i understand like the the desire to reclaim something if you believe in it and even if your belief in it has good intentions but it does get i think you make a really good point like okay if like the jewish community were to say like because at, at the end of the day, the christian community like the cross that was the symbol of like th- th- this is how they killed our like this is how they yeah. killed god's son you know yeah. and christians were like yeah we're gonna make this our fucking main thing yeah <laughs> that's kind of punk rock yeah <laughs> you know what i'm saying but yeah. I think you make a good point. Like, if if the Jewish community were to be the ones to say, "Hey, mm-hmm. like, I, I think we should defer to the people that are the ones like that have, you know, that are being attacked, like whether uh-huh. or not it's okay, you know, as opposed to like, no, 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 it's fine. <laughs> like, yeah. it used to be peace. Like, don't worry. It's like, hey, dude, that this has nothing to do with you. I don't know. Anyways, so it's tricky because you want to try to understand people and like even if they have good intentions. And I was watching this one Facebook live video of like this, these two people yelling at each other. And this one lady, oh, was, yeah. she was trying to like defend the channel. She's like, you can have your own stand over there oh, I saw that. where you defend, you know, what your beliefs. Like, this is what I believe. And the guy was like, no, <laughs> like, I don't think we should have hate speech on campus. You yeah. know? And I'm, it's, it's conflict. It's not, I mean, it's not conflicting because like, I think the Swastika thing is really fucked up. And like, if mm-hmm. it's hurt, if it's like hurting people, and we shouldn't we shouldn't be with it, you know. Like I used to be a big defender of like free speech and like saying like the R word or like calling yeah. people a faggot, you know. And yeah. like I don't know. And like I've really changed my mind in the last bunch of years and just being like, eh. <laughs> if people are being hurt by this, you know. Yeah. And like, well, like, what ideas am I really perpetuating? Anyways, so just like, oh god, I'm getting lost in my train of thought. But just oh, being no. like. Okay, that lady is clearly fucking wrong. You know what I'm saying? And she's perpetuating something hateful. But at the end of the day, like, it's getting into the territory of telling people not to talk is really tricky. And I think Mm. one of the big problems right now is, like, people saying, like, no, you don't get to talk. You know what I'm saying? Like, people on on both sides of every issue. And so, as, like, a proponent of conversation and people, like, getting to express themselves... It's weird to be, like, such a fan of expression, but then also be like, but you can't. <laughs> yeah. And that's very contentious. Like, yeah. um, and I think it always comes back to, like, uh, ignorance. Like, yeah. which is, 
a very loaded word because like um to bring it back to the confederate flag mm. this is something you a lot of the time you just grow up with and before you're introduced to its historical meaning you just know that it's a symbol that means you're from the south where i grew up you know like uh, yeah you fly it just because like that's heritage but you don't learn about the meaning of the flag and how it came to be until much later so after you have it, it's it becomes ingrained in the psyche of the people who see it you know so it at first it means home and then later on it mm. has the connotations that it truly has and i find one of my favorite things to do is to go on into the facebook comments of like news stories and just yeah. see people like fight tooth and nail yeah for like facebook likes and they like call each other the worst names but i like to like go see what they're like you know like yeah how was this person informed you know like yeah if would they make be making hate speech now if they had been informed in a different way as they grew up right or is this just who they are forever now you know and i when i say empathy like Again, that's, that doesn't always mean you're sympathetic to their cause. It just means you try to make an attempt to understand. And I think at the most basic level, yeah. that's one of the only things you can do, uh, period. You know, you make the attempt to understand, understand them, where they're coming from, but you don't have to agree. Um, but it's just a minefield. If, like, talking about yeah. free speech now is one of i think one of the bigger narratives we see now is that the meaning of free speech is just gonna keep shifting you know yeah and it's endemic of the society we have now which is also another loaded like that's full of of minds to step on yeah but um the only thing you can do is to continue being compassionate to continue trying to listen like yeah, and then maybe out of you make that the culture, you make that a, more of a norm instead of propagating like uh, narratives or methods of silence. Even though yeah. some narratives should be silenced uh, because uh, hate speech isn't protected. Yeah, which I think a lot of people forget. Um, uh, that's all you can do at this present moment. You know? Yeah. It's tricky stuff, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like there's so many times where I just don't want to enter these conversations because, like, yeah. I'm so afraid of saying something wrong, you know? Um, but I think, like, the only way to, like, learn is to kind of try to dance around that minefield and get through it. Yeah. <laughs> and, and sometimes you just have to realize you're batting your head up against a wall, you know? Yeah. Like, there will be people you can never reach. And the most you could do is to... I'm going to close this window. Oh, yeah. Uh, Hold for sound. Oh, yeah. This is a very legitimate audio production. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, and the most you can do is, like, try to figure out how they became the way they were and prevent them future generations. I think outreach is the most important, one of the more important things you can do today. Definitely, man. It's also interesting, like, about the Facebook thing because like i don't know just as far as like intention of communication you know what i'm saying and i think uh like i got i got in a fight kind of with my dad over text the other day yeah you know and like he texted me something that made me angry yeah and like i texted him back like a big long thing and like yeah 
It just sucks. It just sucks. Like, yeah. I don't think I've ever once, like, had hurt feelings and then, like, sought, you know, fucking Facebook or text message and then, like, tried to resolve the some sort of issue with somebody, like, via that medium and, like, ever had it turn out better. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? It always makes it worse, you know? Oh, my God. Yeah. And, like, like if I had just, like called my dad on the phone and yeah. said like hey man uh that makes me upset when you say this thing mm-hmm. or like next time i saw him like said it to his face you know and yeah. like that would have been like as far as me reaching my goal which is like conflict resolution yeah as far as like strategies of doing that me sending like a really reactionary text mm-hmm. um it's like not the fucking way to do it <laughs> you no, know what i'm saying and it's so, not because it's, like, it's so interesting to see people get in really really heated discussions on facebook because it's like you've never had like a, an exchange where you're like opening your mind and like i don't know there are yeah. some there are sometimes where i see people like having like somewhat of like oh check out this article it's like yeah it's a counter argument i'm not saying i agree with it but just playing devil's advocate i'm like mm-hmm. oh that's righteous but i think more often than not it's like not a constructive space for arguments and or exchanges of ideas not at all because they're so set and yeah. i think it distends the period of the argument because when you have it in text damn like people are like going into uh, word you know yeah they're uh starting a bibliography they're like getting their <laughs> fucking essay ready they're like yo we're gonna hash this out i'm yeah. gonna cut your head off and mount it on my wall uh <laughs> with all my other one internet uh debates you know and it's yeah. like <laughs> like you said it yourself like god i got when trump got first elected i got baited into a facebook argument <laughs> with uh someone from back home and i was just like yo i thought you were better than this i didn't say that yeah but i was just trying like i don't even remember what it was but i do mm. remember the distinct feeling of just feeling so stupid for getting drawn into yeah. a conflict that isn't going to reach a resolution you know totally. and eventually uh i mean we did actually it did have a well i'm uh contradicting myself now but Mm. later on i did have uh like we apologized to each other like tried to understand each other later but like at the moment it was just like you know you're checking facebook every five minutes like what did this fuck say right now yeah i'm gonna give it to this fucking nerdo i'm gonna wedge his ass across the internet exactly man and it's tricky with facebook with people you know too because it's like i don't know there are so many things to be upset about and i think like being upset is can be a really good thing you know yeah. and like righteous anger can be very if it leads to action like can be very constructive yeah but when it when the only net result is like more divisiveness between me and the people that i love like yeah me starting a political conversation with my dad like over dinner like sometimes just leads to me having a fight with my dad <laughs> you know what yeah. i'm saying and like maybe if i didn't go there with it i don't know maybe it's just tricky because it's like i want to stick up for the things i believe in and i want to like go there but then there are certain like family members of mine that are so obsessed with politics and bringing up political issues that like contradict family opinions that i don't know if it necessarily brings out any change and the only like practical effect is like he doesn't really come to family dinners anymore yeah (laughs) you know and and it's just tricky you know i think i think the thing that you learn as you have these debates and arguments you see that people are more complex than you initially thought Mm. because the thing you're most shocked by the thing that draws you into the argument or this is at least for me personally is like Mm -hmm. 
I thought, like, it's the most basic plot, but, like, I thought you were cool, man. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I can't. I can't. <laughs> That's so like, true. That uh, was like America. That's how everyone just felt about him. It was like America. Yeah. I thought you were cool, dude. Yeah. <laughs> what yeah. the fuck? <laughs> like, uh, you're just like, I, I can't believe you believe that. Yeah. And now I want to try to change your opinion, but it's not going to happen. And then you learn yeah. that people are just more complex than you initially thought. Very and true. like to bring this back back, like, I also had an angry atheist phase, and like I was also a metalhead. Like, yeah, you know, you know, uh, I, goddamn, and not what? to like, I I tend to kind of shit on atheism, yeah. in this, and like I think atheism is atheism is beautiful, and like there's yeah. a lot of like righteous ideas in atheism that I really respond to as well. But there yeah. are just like also similarly like close-minded evangelistic oh yeah components to it that i think those are the parts that really make me angry yeah. anyway so not to just be like anyone who's an atheist yeah, is no. in the past and it's like <laughs> la is one of the weirder things because like yeah uh because it's so liberal you have this like uh it becomes stigmatized to be religious here like, yeah people understand that it's a part of your identity but um i see a lot of people who are restrained to be open about it you know exactly and so that's that's part of my like quest with like just like trying to push Christ on people, not yeah, push Christ yeah. on people, but like uh, just having kind of religious iconography around or just yeah. like it's just yeah part of that like raging against the machine of just like people's mm-hmm. conception of a religious person, you know. Mm-hmm. But then there are like and it's the same thing with ideologies. Is like I think the thing that makes me angry is like when people are are evangelizing you know and whatever whatever it is whether it's a belief in god whether it's a belief that there is no god whether it's a belief that whatever your idea is is better and the other person needs to listen to you you know Mm -hmm. um as opposed to like a conversation and an exchange um but it gets tricky when there are like moral issues at hand you know what i'm saying where you're like i need to convince this person that what they're doing is wrong and it's like maybe that's what like an evangelist sees me like genuinely pissing my life away or something and to them they're like this guy doesn't know that christ died for his sins like i need to yeah. help this guy out <laughs> you know what i'm yeah. saying <laughs> so it just gets and also i'm wearing a hail satan t-shirt under my <laughs> um but uh it's tricky man and like just the when you were saying earlier about like uh happiness and like guilt and just like in a time where there's so much like political controversy and and like a lot of people taking action which is very inspiring especially as as artists you know it's like Mm -hmm. tricky to be like okay what is my what is my role in this and like how much of i don't know because at a certain point it's like you got to turn off the news (laughs) you know what i'm saying like if all you're doing all day is plugging into righteous anger you're just gonna all you're gonna do is destroy your life you know and and just get angry all the time Mm -hmm. and so the balance between taking action and like taking that anger and being like, yeah, I should be pissed off because there's a bunch of fucked up shit happening and I'm going to go try to change it, you know? And like, that is righteous. But at the end of the day, also just being like, okay, is there a certain element where I just like, I'm trying to prove how right I am by how angry I get at things, (laughs) you know? And like, just trying to be calm, but also helpful, but also like, am I allowed to live my life? You know what I'm saying? Like what, what, to what extent, like, am I a piece of shit? Like if I'm just like, having a good time with my friends, you know, like, Mm -hmm. you know, like what, like, am I allowed to enjoy my life, you know? And to what extent, like, is me not going to every single rally? Like, 
am I just like a failure piece of shit? Right. <laughs> like, uh, and it becomes a question of, am I being a bad activist? Like, yeah. Uh, and it all requires balance, you know, like you still have to live the life, your own life as a part of a greater society. Like, mm. but the thing is, it's all become so pervasive because we are constantly aware of media, you know, or the news. I check the news more often now than I ever have in my entire life, you know? Yeah. Like, uh, I don't know. Like, it's all I ever listen to in the car now. Like, mm. I'll maybe, like, switch to uh, 106 Power for a second. And yeah. they'll throw a J. Cole song on, and I'll. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just like I like to throw shade at him. I don't get. But, uh, <laughs> uh, nah, but um, yeah, I'll you go back. You hear that J. Cole? Newton's calling you out. <laughs> Write something interesting. That's all you got to do. <laughs> like uh, I'm having him on next week to defend himself. <laughs> yeah, to respond to these allegations. But no, uh, but. I mean, on the topic of that, uh, he is trying to do something interesting. He is bringing attention to issues that are really pertinent. But the thing is, I don't think it's about the level. I don't know much about J. Cole. Oh, um, he just writes about uh, black issues today. Yeah. Or raps about it. Um, But the thing is, I think what's more pertinent now is he gets accusations of just being boring, which is something Mm. I agree with. And I don't think it's any longer about the complexity of what you're saying, but rather how you convey it. Like Mm. you have to, you have to actively engage people and make them interested to communicate your point. And I think that's even more important. Like, I mean, I don't think it is. It is more important than the point you're trying to make now, how you engage people Mm. because you see the influx of fake news. You see people living in their, uh, their little bubbles, like, they're reinforcing the ideas they had. Like, how do you engage those people to change their mind? You have to do yeah. it in a way that forces them out of that, you know? Totally. Uh, so, um, yeah, it's about the methods of transi- uh, transmission more and how it's executed more than the content, which is like a frightening idea almost. Yeah, definitely, man. Well, it's also frightening because it's like when clearly like one of the biggest enemies in, in just the shithouse of now is ignorance, you know? And so then you, you, you question like, okay, to what extent is like my world an echo chamber, you know? And to what extent are like my ideas, you know, when I see someone with an incredulous idea that I go like, if only they knew, (laughs) you know, like who, who sees me and says, if only he knew. And like, I, I don't know, just like. Ah, it's just tricky because no, there's there's going to be no presiding judge to say like these are the right thoughts and opinions, <laughs> you know. So yeah. at, at, a, at a certain point, it has to come back to you, but you also have a responsibility to like challenge your own ideas. Yeah, that's, and that's fucking tricky, man. I think that's very important in the company you keep. You know, like yeah. do you have friends who keep you honest? You know, yeah, because you'll have friends who enable you, like that lets you keep being a shit lord. You know, like. <laughs> Like you're just packing little shit bricks in your shit kingdom, and you're like, oh, everything, yeah. no, nothing smells here in my little shit kingdom. But do you have friends who come over with a pressure washer and some Febreze and say, yo, dude, it fucking reeks, okay? Like, let's be honest, you're being kind of a piece of crap right now in your yeah. shit tower. Mm. Um, I think 
That's... I, but it's so tricky because I think to to different people, everyone's living, you know, everyone's living in a, in a shit tower compared to like yeah. somebody else, you <laughs> yeah. know, from somebody else's point of view. So at a certain point, you have to choose like, okay, what people do I allow in with the pressure washers? And what, you know, because <laughs> yeah. I'm sure if the fucking swastika guy had his way, he'd be like, you guys are all living in shit towers. Like, we should we all, we should be all wearing swastikas every day. <laughs> you know, Yo, how much better is the swastika shirt than that shit over there? <laughs> exactly. You know, ah, maybe you're right. Yeah. No. So there's no. got to be some discretion with like, yeah. and like, ah, it's tricky. Uh, something I'm in a, a grad writing program right now, and something we're always constantly going talking about um, is becoming an editor of your own work. Like, yeah, and I think even more like your work is an extension of you. You know, like mm-hmm. that's like an obvious statement, but like, how do you edit yourself so that it reflects in your work? You know, how do you become aware of the own trappings you fall into? How do you ever become aware of the fact that you're in your in a shit kingdom, you know? Yeah. Like uh uh yeah, you have to constantly like you said expose yourself to media that challenges your conceptions of what reality is, you know? Mm. And sometimes that means like yeah, you can confront something or like that's obvious, but you have to confront hard ideas constantly, I think, to make sure that everything's up and up. Yeah, man. I feel you. <laughs> um, just shifting into, like, being a poet. Oh, wow. The transition. <laughs> the transition! Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, as... I'm not, like... I feel uncomfortable sometimes calling myself a poet because, like, yeah. you are very, like, dedicated to the craft of poetry. and like, Oh, man, anyone. I go through weeks without writing and, like, I oh. mostly do songs and it's yeah. just, like, anyways. It's still lyric poetry. Thanks, man. Yeah. Well, as a person who, like, makes things, yeah. <laughs> makes art, you know, do you wrestle with, like, I mean, what a dumb question, but, like, what do you think about... I don't know. I just... I feel very, like, irrelevant as of late. Like, the part of me is just like, no, now is the time to really say something, you know? Yeah. And, like, just the tremendous impact that, like, art has had on my life, you know? Like, part of me feels like, oh, this is, like, incredible. There's nothing more valid that I could do with my time. Mm-hmm. And then there's this other competing voice that's just like, you're a big piece of shit wasting your time, like, yeah. you know, staring at the stars, trying to put pretty words together and there are people fucking dying out there and like actually going through shit. Like, you know, yeah, um, that's not a dumb question. It's, it's just like a, it's a huge question. Yeah. And like, uh, how big a question is can often oversimplify it and make it seem dumb just by the mm-hmm. merit of the fact that it's so large. How would you kind of quantify the terms to answer it by? And like, yo, everybody call, can calls himself a writer in LA you know <laughs> like but i think the the most important thing is instead of like the damn stupid fucking statements that people perceive themselves to be wanting to make more importantly than that is doing it uh yeah. I, I always think it, it's, it's southern it's a southern saying to me is just do the damn thing you know like <laughs> like stop talking about it and do the damn thing yeah. you know like how and at some point, it, it sounds callous, but you have to get over yourself and 
like you ha- you do have to get over yourself and just do something you know like mm. if you want to make a statement then go and try to articulate it you know yeah because fear holds back a lot of people from ever creating anything and mm-hmm. if you if you feel that you have something to say attempt to say it yeah and i think that's the most important thing you can do and of course try. yeah keep working like refine your craft and say it in the most capable or the greatest capacity that you can as capably as you can because if you just focus on the semantics of how do i articulate this is my voice important right you, you never use your voice you know it's true yeah all the energy i spend like questioning the validity of art it could be put into yeah <laughs> making art yeah like they always say that crit- critics are like failed artists but like analysis is as important you know like yeah as long as you're you gotta if you want to have a voice you gotta comment you know very true man very true and then after that you can worry about how stupid your voice is (laughs) (laughs) i like that do the thing first and then wonder about whether or not it means anything yeah or i mean be conscious of what you're trying to say while you're doing it you know yeah man i guess it's just i don't know i've just been thinking about like how how am i to spend my time you know like am i a fucking piece of shit if i don't just like go join the peace corps right now yeah (laughs) you know or something like that and then i don't know just like to what i don't know i guess the difference between like wisdom and compassion is like something that i've been thinking a lot about yeah um this i got from like a podcast lecture i was listening to but yeah as if every single fucking opinion that I've ever had. <laughs> but nah. um, just like wisdom being the thing that keeps you from like the you, you, wisdom in the forest that like drives you to like keep your food for yourself so that you don't starve. But then everyone else does. And the compassion is the forest that like you want to give your food away to feed mm-hmm. everyone else. But then you starve if it's all compassion, you know, and just trying to find yeah. the balance between like spending my time to serve others, but also like I need to take care of myself so that I can serve others more. Mm-hmm. But also like, I don't know. Yeah. Just the balance of like, okay, like I'm a college student. That seems pretty indulgent, you know, like mm-hmm. I'm spending all this time and money, like just on myself, <laughs> yeah. you know, and just, and just questioning like, and I guess like no one's going to tell me except like, it's just going to come back to me at the end of the day. Like, how I should spend my life. Like no one, there's going to be a thousand different opinions of like, what's the right way to live and what's the wrong way to live. Yeah. But, uh, you know, like when I want to go like on a hike or something or like go see Lego Batman, (laughs) you know, just like enjoy the fucking universe. Like (laughs) part of me is like, Oh, I'm a piece of shit. Yeah. Cause you're, you always feel like you're not doing something that matters, but yeah. Um, I have a few thoughts on that. And my first and foremost is that USC is tight. I didn't make the most out of my time while I was here, but college is truly the time to be indulgent because never do you have so much access to resources, great minds, and energetic people to do or make the starts of the things you want to do in your life. Mm -hmm. And you have to think of your life as a long time, even if you're one of those people that are like caught up in the, the misgiving of youth that, oh yeah, uh, live fast, uh, die soon you know whatever Mm. like you have to make time to develop yourself before the statements you make in a larger way are ever fully articulated because if you don't spend time on on yourself now 
like that time will slow, uh, slowly be eaten up and spent elsewhere. You know, you uh, you'll get put into the system that as a youth you want to buck. You know, yeah, like time finds its way. You know, like uh, <laughs> uh, I used to have a I I I had a really big nihilistic uh, period for a while. Uh, I was very depressed, very angry. I was angry all the goddamn time. Yeah. And uh, it was like nothing does matter. Like I thought of time as like entropy, like slowly moving yeah. to being a mixture of, you know, black and white into gray. But that's a waste of, I mean, it's, this is a large conversation, but uh, you get caught up in these unhealthy ways of thinking that, keep you from ever fully experiencing the totality of your life uh Woo! yeah a little big old thoughts you know <laughs> but um at some point you just have to think about i don't think a life is anything quantified by years but by experience you know mm-hmm. um like it's like that tried saying that age is just a number right Oops. and <laughs> that uh uh, experience is what gives life its color or its vivacity you know and when you think of when you think of the lives that you respect and admire you never think of their age you know you think of Mm. how vivid their experience of life was you know you think about the things that they have done the the it's like a little building like lego people you know to continue to shell out the lego movie like uh you have you have to snap the legs into the body and then you put on the head and you could add hair and you gotta kind of this is a really crappy metaphor that if you unpack it it loses all its value but uh <laughs> um you gotta think about that as like experience you know like you're building a total person you know you're not right. you don't have the person well, with Lego people, they kind of come already pre-built. <laughs> but let's imagine you're at the Lego store, you know? Yeah. And you're making yourself or a friend. <laughs> but you build a total person. You build a total experience. Hell yeah, man. It's badass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Made me feel a lot better about myself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, damn, a life is a long-ass time. Even yeah. if it's not. Uh, part of the reason I was so angry was I had two friends pass... Like, and it just, like, at that point, like, when you're young, you think of your yourself as immortal, like, because you don't feel the rigors of whatever you're doing, you know? Like, you can go all day and night and not be tired the next day, or you can just make it through it. But I think you have to also think about balance in that. Like, think about the times you do crash and how your body feels in that moment, because, like soon your body will give out on you like that's that sounds really negative but you have to think about making the most of your energy while you can you know yeah and i think if you think of yourself as indulgent and se of (laughs) many of the schools that you could go to is one of the more insular uh indulgent places you could be at (laughs) yes so you should you should take note of it for that you know like yeah don't don't just like go to the trough every day and like sl- eat the fucking slop <laughs> but you know sometimes get in the yeah. mud and play with the pigs you know yeah! <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, yeah, man. I feel like that was the most southern thing I've said in like a couple <laughs> months, you know. But uh, yeah, man, I've definitely just been crashing a lot lately, just trying to do too much, you know, and yeah, just trying to uh, I don't know, please a lot of people, but also just do things that I want to do, you know. But just yeah. like realizing that my time and energy is so finite, and that when you're saying uh, yes to something, you're really just saying no to other things, you know. Yeah, and um just trying to find that point of diminishing returns where it's like, okay, what, to what extent, like, are these things adding to my life? And, yeah. you know, to like, what extent am I just like, now I'm just half-assing a bunch of shit I love and just letting everybody down. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And let me, let me ask you a question, man. Like, yeah. uh, I got a little bit about it, but like, it's a lead up into a question, but like, we've been talking about like youth, like, and the enjoyment of media like in its purest form, like when you find the works that are formative for you, like for me, now some like Dinosaur Junior albums too. Yeah. Uh, Mineral had a big emotive hardcore phase, also known as emo, uh, the true emo. Yeah. Uh, but like, you also got to think about that time. Like, I was a metalhead, and I spent so much time online arguing with people about oh that's not that's not uh technical metal that's not technical hardcore extreme by vocal uh ceiling fan metal that is you know like yeah and i wasn't enjoying the media i was getting caught up and like now yeah. i think about what i enjoyed and i'm you have that like you have that media you're embarrassed about like one of my favorite bands when i was a kid was our uh, a teen was deftones Mm. which is like a new metal band but they're fucking sick yeah you know house of flies <laughs> that's one of the best songs of all time drive far away wait wait ah uh, fuck i'm messing up the song title now because i'm caught up in like the moment but I feel you. like you, you'll think about that a lot i think like you'll think a lot about that time and you'll say to yourself why was I caught up so much in the specificity of it or like the little, the little mechanical workings of it and not just enjoying the media. And mm. as you get older, like sometimes you find that you, you do get caught up in it because you can't interact with things in the same way that you used to. But, uh, I think it all leads to the question of how do you enjoy your time now? And I think that's a very valid question and the older you get, it becomes a much more important question because you have less time, you know? Like, uh, I got class, I got work, you know? I have free time, but how am I spending my free time productively, mm -hmm. you know? Like, so it's a rhetorical question, yeah. uh, as poets are uh, prone to asking. <laughs> but, like, you have to ask yourself, how am I enjoying my time now? And is it important that I am enjoying it this way? And if it isn't important, does that matter as long as I enjoyed my time? Because you still have to make time for the important things in your life, but... Yeah. God damn, sometimes I just want to watch Lego Batman. Yeah! <laughs> but yeah, how do you enjoy your time? Want me to answer this question? Yeah. Oh, I mean... Fuck. Well, like... It's weird. Like, my sister pointed this out the other day. She was yeah. like, all of the things you do for fun are like disciplinary you know huh. for the most part like i watch a shit ton of television <laughs> which yeah. is, asks nothing of you and it's the greatest thing of all time yeah but like uh, like i love playing music you know and i mm -hmm. love like going on hikes with friends and i love like having conversations like this and i love like 
yeah, just like connecting with people, you know, like I feel like that's the, uh, one of the main sources of like beauty and meaning in my life. Yeah. Um, but like there is a point where it's like, just lately I've just been so exhausted, you know, and I've just had like such <laughs> yeah. little fucking heart energy, you know? Mm-hmm. Like I, how many times did I cancel on you for this oh, podcast? Oh, I mean, I, <laughs> like, I two or three times. Yeah, I was thinking in the lead up to this, was like this is the most elusive uh, podcast yet, because <laughs> we've been trying to do this since what November? Oh yeah, like exactly earlier. Like yeah, well that's like maybe over a year. I think so, man. You yeah. know, and like I, I'm so excited and lucky to have people that. I want to talk to and have people yeah. that want to talk to me, you know? Yeah. And so that's something I'm very grateful for, especially like just feeling the utter loneliness that has defined a great portion of my life. Yeah. You know? So when there's an opportunity to connect with someone, it's very hard for me to like, be like, yeah, no, <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. But then like, like there's this guy who's been texting me. Like I, I met him at a show. He's this really cool guy from Texas. Like mm-hmm. he is like a singer songwriter guy. And he's like been texting me to jam like every day for the last like two weeks. And he's just like a super cool guy. And I really want to jam with him, but I'm just like, I'm just fucking tired and sad and yeah. angry. Yeah. For, and I'm like being mean to people that I like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, because like I, and it's, I mean, yes, there are like dramatic situations going on in my life right now that are like consuming energy but for the most part like everything is so sweet right now yeah and i feel like this should be a time where i should just like like i enjoy cooking i enjoy like a lot of things you know um and i like love watching cartoons and like i don't know yeah going to see like live music or like Mm -hmm. seeing improv i fucking love improv comedy so goddamn much um and i listen to podcasts pretty much all day every day but, um, yeah, just being, uh, it's tricky because I don't know right now, like how to get back to where I was a couple weeks ago or where I know I'm capable of being, where it's like at a good pace where like I'm doing enough shit to where it's like, I feel like I'm using my time effectively. Yeah. Cause I just make myself miserable putting too much on my plate you know yeah um i can speak i can speak about that yeah (laughs) fucking oh that's just been the i'm realizing i'm like that's the fucking story of my life like do i want to be the guy that when i die i'm like everyone knows me as the guy that was really tired all the time and canceled on you a lot and has like seven thousand to-do lists Mm -hmm. like that are unfinished you know in his apartment like i'm just i don't want to cut you off i'm gonna cut you off no please do literally literally you asked me what i like to do and then i went on a big rant of like oh no no <laughs> no, it's, no, it's all important, man. It's all important. Like, I think, I think we have to go back to how you're responding to people. You know, because mm. I was in the same way. Like, I don't want. Like, I pulled myself out of that depressive period by just realizing that I was changing negatively, unproductively, and I, for a long time, I really fucking hated myself. Like, yeah. every creative girl goes through that. You know, and they're like, yeah. oh, "That's a fucking ugly word, too creative." But, yeah. um everyone goes through self-loathing as a creative person you know like you'll just wake up some days and wish you were goddamn dead and for like a meter to hit your house and maybe kill your neighbors too like depending (laughs) on your relationship with your neighbor that was a terrible joke uh but uh 
yeah, just some days you don't want to be alive. And you got to ask, you got to look at yourself and say, like, what is making me unhappy? And if you have too much on your plate, can you knock some of it off? Because, like, damn, for the longest time, like, I was so focused on getting out of Tennessee that I devoted my entire life, all my free time just to academia and things that would get me the fuck out of Clarksville, Tennessee. Yeah. And it ate me up. And then I got to college and I had all this free time. So I tried to do what I always did, which was fill it up, you know, stay busy, stay focused, stay concentrated on the next step. But something I lost track of was I didn't know what the next step was, you know? Mm. So I'm loading up with all this shit. I'm not conscious of the fact that it is making me unhappy. So like you just start, you don't realize it, but you're doing shit you don't want to do just to preserve a status quo, you know? Yeah, man. And like, I, I got to think about that dude from Texas. Like, are you telling him that you're just feeling sad and angry? You know, like, <laughs> yeah, well, that's the thing is everybody's so understanding. You yeah. Know? Like when I cancel out, like I've been yeah. doing so much canceling of plans in the last yeah. couple of weeks. And everyone's like, totally. Like everyone, all everyone just wants me to take care of myself and live the life that I want to live, you know. And no one's like, yeah. no one's deliberately saying like, you're not making enough time for me. But I'm yeah. just like projecting it all onto them, you know. Yeah. And I've just been like treating every, because I just, just being so lonely fundamentally, and just feeling like whenever I feel that from somebody else, that mm-hmm. someone else is lonely, like I. And, and knowing that I could help at least to try to make them not lonely is, yeah. like, so hard to resist, you know? So if I have a friend that's sad and, like, yeah. I, ha- I have a couple hours that I, I need to do homework, but, mm-hmm. like, f- ah, fuck, you this guy's... You don't want your friend to be sad, yeah. <laughs> I don't want my friend to be sad! And, like, sometimes I'm sad, you know? But I also yeah. have work to do. But I'm, like, always down to, like, just sit on the phone for two hours and just yeah. talk about <laughs> shit, you know? Yeah. And that's and, so like, important. It is important, but also yeah. I'm treating, like... I'm trying to treat everything in my life as, like, my number one priority, you know? Yeah. Like, my band, school, friends, dating, like, my parents, like, my fucking podcast, my, my like, videos that I'm yeah. editing. Like, just all the shit that I'm pretending is the number one thing in my life without really... It's just, like, now now they're just all number ten. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And Sounds like you gotta take your parents on dates <sighs> while you do your podcast, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I start a podcast called Dating My Mom. <laughs> uh, yeah, like uh, it's just a really Freudian uh, podcast, but you know, uh, like yeah. But I, I get what you mean. Yeah, um, I mean you'll figure it out at some point, but like yeah, you got to think about your own health because you'll go fucking crazy. Exactly, and just thinking like oh, I don't. Yeah, like uh, this is not the way that I. This yeah, is, this is no way to live. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. the thing is, the thing that's so frustrating is I because at the beginning of the semester I had less on my plate, and like I started on antidepressants back in December. And yeah, it just like really helps with kind of just bringing the ground floor up. And mm-hmm. when I have enough sleep and when I have like enough balance, like I really am capable of being happy in yeah. a way that I really never thought that I was. Yeah. Um, and so it's so frustrating to me knowing that I have that potential in me if I like get the fucking recipe correct you know yeah and knowing that i'm like fucking giving it away you know um that's the tough thing about college is learning to balance that yeah because you'll never have you'll never balance it out and then graduate what we're what we need is always changing who we are is always changing our environments are always changing but it just everyone's like make the most of your time here and i'm like i don't want to not you know so i'd rather like burn out doing too much than i don't know because like it's just the tragedy of life that, like, you can only do so much. You yeah, know? you only have, like, one 
existence that you're yeah. aware of. And I guess that that's <laughs> and like that's better than the other way around, which I've felt certain times of like I I have nothing to do. I have, you know what the hell is this point of everything? Like I, it's yeah. definitely a blessing in a way to be like there's too many things you know that I uh-huh. want to do, but it's like. When I die, there's going to be, like, a bunch of books in my drawer that I didn't get to read. There's going to be a bunch of records I didn't get to listen to. There's going to be a bunch of people that I'd never met. And, like, every single person that I do meet, for the most part, like, I'm going to want more time with. You know what I'm saying? It's never going to be enough. Like, I'll never be like, oh, I had enough time with my dad. And then he died. You know, like, good good thing I got. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So, like, just realizing that every relationship at some point is going to be is finite and is not going to be satisfying just being able to so like you you can't do everything so like why not like enjoy the things that you're doing you know and like do less and so you could have a fuller experience you know Mm -hmm. anyways these are what the things i've been thinking about recently yeah no like uh i've I've definitely mulled this over time and time again. <laughs> like, my problem was, like, I, I'm a homebody. Yeah. Like, if I can go days without seeing people, and that's fine, but I love my friends, you know? Like, yeah. I want to see them, but I don't make enough time with them. And then, like, the further you get into college and life, and when you have friends who graduate, you're like, oh, shit, they, they have a finite time to spend with me, and if they are making time to hang out with me, that's excellent because you know yeah. they're making it a priority they're deciding yes i'm taking time out of my day to go see john wick too which i'm also shilling <laughs> <laughs> uh they're taking time out to go do this with me and yeah you, you just have to think of it all as important it is all important yeah see that's the thing is like when yeah. someone else is making it a priority like yeah. i feel like the need to make it a priority also yeah. you know yeah it's like fuck they're taking an hour to, to have lunch like ah, fuck you know yeah I'm like, what if no one wanted to have lunch with me? That would be yeah. heartbreaking. I don't want that to happen. <laughs> so I better go to lunch. And, like, sometimes I, like, and I, I'm not trying to say you're anxious, but, like, I'm... I'm so anxious. I'm yeah. anxious and depressed, and I am yeah. take medicine. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's uh, the new norm. Uh, nah, but I'm, I'm anxious all the time, too. Like, like, damn. You have to think about how much of this is my brain saying, yo, yo, idiot. <laughs> like what the fuck come on what up like yo go yeah. do this thing like how much of it is you freaking out over yourself you know like yeah which is most of it that self-awareness thing or not a self-awareness yeah. thing but like being aware of yourself which i think is different mm. yeah um but yeah you you gotta make the time you know like yeah that was the hardest thing for me was uh carving out okay, I'm going to sit down and actually edit. I'm going to sit down and read. Because, like, I have a two-monitor set up at home. I love to have, like, a video in one monitor while I'm typing over here. And mm-hmm. then I have music playing in the background, too. And it's just, like, all this, like, all this uh, stimuli. But I'm not paying attention to any of it. Yeah. And uh, that's one of the things I I deal with a lot is the matter, the, the matter of attention, you know? Mm-hmm. And... Attention is hard to pay. Like attention is expensive, you know? Like it is. If you are stretching your attention so many different ways, are you giving anything the attention that it deserves, you know? And I find yeah. myself thinking about that all the time, you know? Yeah. Like um one one like this morning I woke up and I was like I was like 
am I going to get a text back about this podcast? And I was like getting ready to go to the gym. Like I, uh, I got five hours of sleep, like, and I had a nightmare. It was about eating cockroaches. Oh, my nightmares are all shock value now. They're really? not even like intense. It's just like <laughs> it's fear fact. Joe I, Rogan's yeah. there. It's like fear was not a factor. Just like, like I literally woke up and was like, oh, fuck. And I was like, I don't want to go back to sleep. So I would just like went to the gym to work it out. Yeah. And nice. Yeah, it, like, that's one of the most productive things I do, and it's just like finding. For me, this is this won't work for everybody, but like finding structure and regimenting your life in a positive way, yeah. and like because the thing about free time is like, damn, I for like three or four years I would just like get too high every day. Like I don't even remember now, like a time where I took a sizable break and uh, just getting high. Uh, I've stopped now. Uh, it sucks, but you know, like I feel a lot less foggy, but my, my free time slowly, it went from, Oh, I'm going to get high and watch a movie or adventure time or interviews to, okay, I'm going to go out, get high, do this thing to just, I'm getting high. And then I would sit there and I was, I would just sit there wondering like, what am I doing with my time? And then it'd become like, it'd be like 3 PM. I'd blink, it'd be 8 p.m., blink again, midnight, 2 a.m., 3 a.m., and I'd just kind of, like, stumble into bed and be like, well, that was another day, and uh, it just sucked. Like, now I look back at all that time, I don't I don't remember most of it, but, like, uh, I could have made so much more out of it, but I don't know. I think there's leeway when you're young to just kind of fuck around and be useless, yeah. Uh but now I I'm very I'm I'm goal oriented. I'm always looking forward as opposed to backward. But um I I just think, well, I could have I could have taken that time to practice guitar myself more. I could have learned how to produce, I could have learned how to code, I could have been on more sets, I could have hung out with my friends, but if I get caught up thinking about what could have been, then my life just becomes that, you know? And I was thinking about this on the walk over, like, uh, thinking about the past, the present, and the future. And, like, you have to think of it as, uh, like, the future isn't the convergence of the past and the present, but rather rather that the present is the middle point you're actively in where the past and the future meet. So you take your past experiences in the present to make the future. So if you're always thinking about um, uh, this is going to sound like a self-help book, but like, dude, I love self-help books. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're kind of fucking nice. My they're mom. Great. I listen to self-help audio books like on yeah. the regular. <laughs> like, this Shout is... out to super you by Emily Gordon. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll check that out later. Actually. It's good. It's actually designed for young women okay. vaguely. So every yeah. once in a while she'll throw in like some pronouns and it's just like, I don't know. It's, it's fun. What, what's gender? <laughs> exactly. You know, like, well, it's, uh, it's actually some nice levity because yeah. you're like taking yourself really seriously. Yeah. It's just like, you are a bright young woman and like, you don't need anybody. <laughs> yeah. You know? Like, fuck, I want to think that about myself. Exactly. Like, I am a bright young woman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and, you know, like my mom, I love televangelists. Um, yeah. I think there is a gold mine waiting to happen about a movie about televangelism specifically. Hell and yeah. my mom sent me a Joel Osteen book. I don't know if you know who he is. I don't know. 
you should look into him. He's super rich. He uh, preaches prosperity ministry. So it's like, if you give money to God, he's going to reward you. So be good. It's, I've heard similar. Um, I'll turn on Christian radio just to freak myself out in the car sometimes. Yeah. And like I've heard very similar like homilies where it's like this family like they were like super poor and then they yeah. believed in God and then they got a big old house. Oh yeah, <laughs> like just yeah. nine of those stories in a row. Just like what? <laughs> uh-huh. And there's some of the best performers you will see. Oh yeah, like watch a an old school Billy Graham te- like preaching event. That shit is packed. Like, there are literally 50, 60, 80,000 people there. And it's crazy. Damn. And they're performers in their own right. Uh, of course, it's, they're a lot of fun. I love TD Jakes, but like, uh, it's like thinking about visualization, you know, like, uh, the main thing behind that is you imagine yourself doing the things you want to do as opposed to just sitting around saying, I'm going to get that. That's going to happen. You like you spend time each day going, okay, I I want to build my own computer. That's that's something I'm thinking about now. Yeah. So what I need to do is I'm going to get a job. It's going to pay well. Uh, I'm going to order the parts. I imagine myself like picking the parts out. I feel like this is another dumb metaphor, but um, like it's little stuff like that. Or for me in the gym, it's like I, I'm tired of having these small ass sissy arms, you know, <laughs> like. Thick as fuck everywhere else with two C's, you know? But these little baby arms, so what am I going to do? What am I going to do? I'm going to eat more, go to the gym, lift heavy shit, put it down, then pick it up again. Yeah. <laughs> go eat some more shit, you know? Uh, makes it sound like I have, like, this, like, weird fecal focus. <laughs> been talking about shit a lot today. But, uh, <laughs> like, uh, you know, you just have to... Think about the steps you can make now to realize Ooh, your future. I'm sorry, buddy. Oh, no, it's all good, man. I'm pretty sure I've been like moving back and forth away from the mic. So. It's all good. I'll throw some compression on it. It'll balance cool. out the levels. Yeah. But is, anyone who doesn't like the audio quality, this is DIY. Go, yeah. Go fuck yeah, yourself. Punk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm all about punk. Yeah, sometimes it's just an excuse when things aren't up to snuff. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up, it's punk. Go away. Yes. Yo, <laughs> DIY culture, bro. Yeah. Fuck off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nah, I get that. I, I call it lo-fi. Lo-fi, I man. was really into lo-fi for a while. Yeah. Heck yeah, man. You got to text me. Oh, you are, I, I've already mined you for bands. I, I have so much music from people that have recommended music that I haven't listened to. And yeah, I feel like I'm always all like, good. I have some new records. I hate texting. I actually do. Like, it is the worst. It just feels, it's another, well, we, you're talking about the argument with your dad, but it's like yeah. super mediated unless you're really comfortable with the person. Mm. Because like, yo, man, like you ever just text a girl and you're like, oh man, I'm such a fucking wreck. What the fuck do I say? And then you blow it. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. On the daily. <laughs> and that's not even directed at anyone. That's my entire life. <laughs> yeah, man. Nah, but, uh. That's all worked out now, cause uh, it's just all worked out. But not nah, texting sucks. Texting sucks. Relationship sucks. Everything, Everything sucks. sucks. Yeah, that's yeah. the premise. Yeah. Yeah, man. Dude, thank you so much for uh, like putting up with my flaky ass. No, no, like <laughs> yo, dude, I'm flaky as hell too. <laughs> you know, like I'm trying to work on it. Yeah. You know. No, I feel I feel really bad about it myself because I want to like honestly engage with my friends you know but like yeah. then i'm just sitting at home in my computer chair like yeah, i'm playing video games this is yeah. tight you know yeah like, 
why do I need to? And then, like, those relationships degenerate over time. And then you're just like, oh, fuck. I could have prevented that. Yeah. Yeah. Woo. Yeah. How's your, how's your poetry been going, man? Um, It's been all right. Is it okay if I take a pee break? Please do. Yeah. Okay, cool. Absolutely. I'm going to take one right after you. Uh, I'd love wanna... to hear some, some poems of yours if you yeah. got the time, my friend. Yeah, I'll definitely read, definitely read some. Are these just still running, the mics? Yeah, I'm pretty oh, sure. Let me cool. make sure that we're still recording. <laughs> that would be a bummer. Cut out after the first 15 minutes. <laughs> so this is new to me, talking about the Lego Batman for 10 minutes. and then. <laughs> oh yeah, we know we're still rocking in the free world now. Cool, well... Yeah, my bladder can't hold anything. It's yeah. a tragedy. There's, it's always so awkward. Um, like there, like just interesting challenges in trying to do this podcast and like make it as. Oh my goddamn phone! Trying to make it as like um, natural as possible, you know. Yeah. And like, so I try to have the mics running when people come in the room, you know. Yeah. So that we can just like get, which is like a classic, like a podcast, not like a thing. I it's, yeah. yeah. Mark Marin is really the first dude that did that. Um. But it's also like I don't want to like confront people and be like, yeah. "Gotcha," <laughs> you yeah. know. Because we're just trying to hang out. Um, but it's always like so. Just trying because the, the last two have started like with uh, like the mics kind of sitting on the table, and then the conversation will start, and it'll like be really dope. And I'm like, I want to pick up the microphone, <laughs> you know, so we can start recording it. But yeah. it's because it was like recording, but then it's like far away, and I'm like, but I don't want to be. I, it's just weird to be like. Uh-huh. Okay, let's start the show now because yeah. it's like I don't want that to change how we're connecting, you know. Mm-hmm. And then pee breaks are another one. Yeah, <laughs> there was just like shit. There's a thing happening, but it's like I also got to pee. <laughs> yeah, know, so. I, I like stuff to blow your mind. Like it's a fun little <laughs> podcast, and they have like interlude yeah. music. So I just played that in my head while oh, I went heck to pee. Yeah. Yeah. I got to check out that podcast. I haven't heard it's, it before. It's pretty all right. It's like uh, they have. Uh, like a blog that's not as good it's like how stuff works or something like that mm. but the podcast is really good they nice. talk about like a lot of pop science and folklore mm. um it's nice hell yeah man yeah but uh poems poems man yeah uh i i've changed up my style a lot it's um uh, the poems I was writing a year and a half ago, whenever I took uh, David's class, yeah. were very, like, fire and brimstone in, like, a very overt way, where I was right. giving the reader everything. Yeah. But now they're more subdued. I write... I'm write, I'm working on a series of epigrams right now, which is just, like... It's, like, a poorly defined term. Mm. It's, like, short poems that are, like, between three and ten lines in length. And they're usually like they make a a uh, a witted point, like a witty, sarcastic, scathing point. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to like redefine the definition of that, but um, some of mine are two lines. Some of like um, it's hard because you walk this line of are you writing an aphorism, which is just like a statement about a truth, a truth in life, or mm. Are you writing an epigram which is pointed, you know, or right. it's hard. <laughs> it's not that hard, but <laughs> sometimes I just sit there and I'm like, God damn, did I just write a thing that's real or fake? Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I think the easiest way to get into it is to just like, 
read some? Sorry, I'm like covering Please up do. my burps as much no, as possible. No, dude, I burp all the time on this podcast. Okay, cool. I'm just going to like belch a, a solid <clears throat> nine rip into the mic. That was pretty ju- decent. Thanks, man. Juicy. I had a girlfriend that would uh, rate my burps. Oh. But she would always rate them like sixes and sevens. Wow. So. That's crude. Or not crude, rude. Yeah, I, know, I never got up there. I never got to the nines or the tens. Yeah. I want to know what that's like. <laughs> Like what? Why are her standards so high? She she was really she was a she was a harsh critic of burps. Yeah, you know, burp fetish. <laughs> Maybe it was for the best, you know. Yeah. Also, I, can we start a band called Burp Fetish? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It sounds like a grindcore band, or like, uh, yeah. have you heard of Municipal Waste? No. They're a really tight like thrash band. Like, uh, they make party thrash. Oh, nice. Yeah. So it's all about like killing mutants and chugging beer. Hell yeah. Yeah, it's really rad. <laughs> um, but anyway. Uh, yeah, man. Could you, uh, would you mind reading a poem or two? Yeah, yeah. These are all really short, so oh. I'm just going to like scan through them and yeah. see which ones work the best. I'll like try this. to, like, I've uh, reappropriated some of my old work and moved them into this format. Right. So I'll try to avoid that stuff. But, I mean, it's okay. not like the re- the viewers have heard. All, exactly. All of them. Read what you feel, my man. Yeah. So, um, I'll try to take you through, like, I'll just read them. Too much talking. Um, let me take a drink. There's a little transition music for you. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Hand rests on navel, finger rakes skin. Body becomes bonsai. And that's one of them. You know, like, I don't like, uh, I don't title them. Mm. I don't think they need titles. Uh, I could talk more about the project, but that's kind of, it doesn't really matter. It'll come out when it comes out. It'll be done when it's done. But I think the work is more important than any ideas that go into it. Uh, Damn, that's righteous. uh, Here's another one. Prescription bottles become totems for the life once thought possible without them. Damn. It's very relevant to my life right now. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I saw your happiness yeah. corner. So I, I picked that one out. I have a... Uh, um... Yeah, I'm starting to, like, I keep quarters now in, like, my old prescription bottles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Trying to find, like, I have, like, four or five sitting in a drawer now, and I'm, like, I want to do something with them. Yeah. Um, I don't know. We'll see what happens with them. Yeah. And just don't let it overwhelm you, because, like, yeah. sometimes it just feels good to throw that shit away. Like, honestly. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Mm. That's a good point. I definitely have been making it a large part of my identity recently. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I write so many poems about prescriptions that yeah. I, I, I get it, man. Yeah. Uh, here's another, like I make a lot of pop culture references, so this one will be easy to pick out, but flattery is easy, easy, flattening feeling. Don't be anybody's warm body spring. Be somebody, somebody. Oh, I think you'll enjoy this one. What was I thinking? Oh, God, what was I thinking? Fuck shit. Goddamn fuck. What was I thinking? <laughs> oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, 
I'll just I'll, I'll, I have a few more. Like they're all pretty short, dude. These are like, beautiful, my friend. I think of them as bite-sized poems, you know. Yeah. Like you ever listen to Frankie Cosmos? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Snacks of songs. Yeah, is what my friend Rosie calls them. Uh, skin is splash paper, ignited by the gaze, lapped up like milk, by flames. Uh, here's another one. I don't know how to transition between no, them other than it. saying here's another one but well no i'm just saying so you know like i'm i love your poetry and i'm enjoying it i i um also just it's just so interesting like i don't want to be the guy that like after was like oh my god like, yeah like, you know just know that i'm enjoying it yeah and... no it's all good man <laughs> like that's like i usually think i'm like unflappable like <laughs> but i get so embarrassed i i hate praise <laughs> I would yeah. rather people criticize me than actually give mm. me praise because I can deal with criticism, but if right. you tell me like, you like my shit, I get all bashful. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like... Uh, nah. All right, well, uh, your, your yeah. shit sucks. Yeah, thank you. Read more. Move thank it, you. please. Uh, <laughs> no, I just don't know how to react. No, it's um, all good. Because I'm just taking it in. You, you know? don't have to react, man. I, that might even be better. Cool. <laughs> I just don't want uh, you to take my silence as like, when is this shit over? Yeah. Like? <laughs> <laughs> no, I got you, man. Um, here's one you might remember. I feel fine. I feel finite. Watched a snail crawl across the edge of a straight razor. Slithering, surviving. Every night I dream of nothing, and I feel fine. I submitted that one. Mm. It was like that big-ass four or five-part poem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, yeah. You, uh, you sent me those. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, I have those on my computer. Um, what's real man shit? Because it looks and sounds a lot like being a man. And that looks and sounds a lot like little boy shit. <laughs> I'm just scrolling through now. I Yeah, trying to keep the awkward silences to a minimum yeah you killed it man yeah i can do more little songs (laughs) (laughs) oh here's one uh honey suckle honey suckle honey hummingbirds humming pleasantries runny like egg yolks leave the plate caked with memories of being sunny so I I like to mm. I like I like sound a lot. Yeah. Um so a lot of them are like purely lyrical. Others are trying to make uh they're called early epigrams. Uh my middle name is Earl, so it's a pun on the fact that they're about my youth, like my early yeah, life and then they they're about me so they're early, you know. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. And then when I get to be old as fuck, I can make one called late epigrams or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or have that released oh, posthumously. Like, <laughs> I've got it all planned out, man. Oh, yeah. It's all about the marketing. <laughs> nah, like, poetry doesn't sell. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually fighting back tears right now as I say that. Yeah, <laughs> well, nah. it's, it's true, man. Yeah, but it's, fuck it. It's whatever. You don't do it for the money, you know? Yeah, that's why I think it's so, like, it's so much, like, you're so much more noble than I'll ever be because like, I'm, I don't know, just pop music like does sell, you know? So like, uh-huh. there's this, 
there's at least an opportunity of like i mean not fucking sad ass folk songs like i read but like, <laughs> yeah yeah but i mean i don't know i feel like there's a commercialization to it where i just mm-hmm. feel like you're just dedicated to words and that's really dope <laughs> yeah <laughs> I mean, I have, like, maybe between two and four I want to read. Sick, man. And, like, I'm constantly re-editing this shit because I never feel happy with it. Yeah. But, I mean, that's easy to get. Um. Damn, I don't, I'm not going to read that one. <laughs> I got some that are just, like, bitter as fuck. <laughs> like, yeah. uh, it's uh, skew away from those but um okay yeah i have two more then heck yeah they're towards these are uh more recent one uh more recent ones i actually wrote the the second one i'm I'm gonna read uh the other day like maybe friday night or saturday night no i wrote it Maybe even yesterday. I, I lost my power for a couple, like a day and a half. Mm. So, eh, it's all it's all the same period of time. Yeah. But here we go. The lonesome highway, dreams in neon, lamp posts, foliage plugged in, suck, cycles on off, on off, day night, day night, view master slides clicking, asphalt off the back of concrete, sediment, sidewalk, sediment. The rise fall, rise fall of settlements. When the last transistor fades, traffic will be remembered as ocean waves. Um mm. so when I'm like I'm moving to the space, like that's another thing. I'm reconsidering what it means to have all this technology in our present day society and what it how it interacts with our like us as natural organic beings and then us modifying our existences digitally mm-hmm. and something comes out of that space yeah you know? uh, it's like a post-human kind of thing mm. as the result of humanity um but uh this is the last one and this one's about my parents <laughs> uh so you know it's gonna be a happy poem another nightmare of overcast beach pyres your bodies wash on the shore in the lover's shroud. Cataracted eyes hide under thin, transparent lids. Spring peepers wade from throaty gurgling. Bearing old religion fitted into thimbles, spilling over with our time together. Miocene, Pliocene, Pleistocene. Sapien stands from the pool at my feet. The mirror image of learning how to last. So, yeah. Uh... Mm. I like to do, like, a lot of my poems are situated in my existence as a Southerner since it's the only kind of thing I have, like, uh, a gauge for. Like, I mean, I write about my time here. Like, here's one more short one. Uh, I I can recite this one from memory. Uh, Los Angeles, whoops, I'll just restart it. Angelinos are worldly without ever having seen their backyard. Mm. (laughs) And, like... But my primary experience is my home in the South. Yeah. So I'm constantly thinking about the interaction of the South, which is kind of lurching into the present day. 
Yeah. Because it's still mired infrastructurally, societally, like value wise, in this kind of uh, romantic past, you know, Mm. which you could accredit the Confederate flags and all that kind of imagery to that. A romanticized version of the past as wholesome as like something to latch onto, like a family historical value, and then pulling it out of that and making it kind of stretch across all time. Yeah. So, yeah. Sometimes I feel like I don't know what the hell I'm saying, but <laughs> I feel like uh, that's pretty common, you know? No, you're killing it, man. Dude, thanks for showing up and blowing yeah. my mind and sharing no so much fucking beautiful poetry and thoughts and listening to my bullshit. No. <laughs> uh, if anything, I'm a good listener, man. Oh, thanks, buddy. <laughs> yeah. That's the show, sweet friends. Thank you for joining us. Anyone who fucking listened this far, you're a goddamn angel. Hope your day's going pretty good. If it's not, fuck that part of the day that was bad. It's gonna get better. <laughs> your day's going good? Hell yeah. Good job. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>